feeling like you're juggling endless tasks from content to proposals and everything in between? And if just thinking about adding content marketing to your list overwhelms you even more, I've got something for you. Introducing the Ultimate AEC Content Marketing Starter Kit, your jumpstart to content marketing success. It's all about the four crucial decisions to clarify your plan and kickstart your content creation journey. I've walked your path since 2005, managing marketing and proposal deadlines. That's why I've crafted this kit to make your journey just a bit smoother. Let's face it, just getting started is often the hardest part, especially with new strategies. The Ultimate AEC Content Marketing Starter Kit leads you through those vital early steps. It's about getting growth clarity, understanding your dream audience, and turning your existing content into pure gold. Are you ready to jumpstart your content marketing game? Visit marketerstakeflight.com forward slash starter kit and snag your ultimate AEC content marketing starter kit. Let's conquer the content world one campaign at a time. Grab your starter kit now over at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash starter kit. Hey there, welcome to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Diven, founder of Marketers Take Flight and the creator of the Proposal Pro course. I am obsessed with helping AEC marketers just like you put order back into the proposal process, create winning strategies, and build the confidence and courage to advance your career. Each week, I will be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews to fly through the proposal turbulence and have your career take off. So let's dive right in. Capture planning is an essential element in winning pursuits. It's a methodical process in understanding the client and decision makers, the potential project, the competitive landscape, and then turning that into a winning proposal. And it often requires a full team of business development, marketing, and technical professionals. The goal is to have the right information to create compelling and compliant submissions that win. And so as you can imagine, most of this capture planning effort happens before the RFP is released. And this includes um, important process to assess the opportunities and positions your firm accordingly. And part of this capture planning process is communicating with decision makers, stakeholders, selection committee members to glean information about the project from them. And the best way to glean great information is to ask great questions and to find what I call our gaps. And um, to explain this further, I've pulled out one of the lessons from my proposal pro course, and I'm sharing it with you. And this um, lesson is all about gap finding, explaining what gaps are, and then how to ask the right questions to find those gaps. So I, I recommend listening to this, downloading the the gap finding question example PDF that goes along with this podcast episode, and then using that to coach your technical team members or your business developers or whoever is meeting with those decision makers or those stakeholders um, before you meet with them to prepare them and pick out some of these questions. Because again, if you're not asking the right questions, you're not going to be getting the right information. Okay, so without further ado, here's the lesson. 
In this lesson, I'm going to explain what a gap is, why it's critical to help differentiate your firm, and then some ways to find gaps for your pursuits. The gap is the unmet need behind the need, or the difference between a basic need and the ultimate solution. A gap can take a number of forms. A gap can be relative to a service, a product, a relationship, or simply a feeling. It is not typically, or it is typically not a basic project report such as a schedule, price, capacity, team characteristic, etc. Gaps are usually driven by deep or complex needs such as career goals of the key decision makers, higher economic value added on capital spent, improved return on investment, fulfillment of corporate corporate or agency long-range goals, or simply details of personal preference. Regardless of how gaps are defined, one thing is very clear. Understanding a client's gap takes a lot of investigative listening and open dialogue, both products of a healthy client-provider relationship. Let's talk a minute about requirements versus gaps. Requirements, these can include items such as professional license, office location in a jurisdiction, meeting DBE, MBE requirements, and other specialties that the scope calls for. Gaps are what differentiate your firm. Driven by deeper or complex needs, such as career goals of key decision makers, higher economic higher economic value added on capital spent, et cetera, et cetera. The gaps are what set you apart and merely take you beyond just meeting the requirements and truly start differentiating your firm. Let's look at this a, a little bit differently. So the I'm going to put together this diagram here. And the first circle is clients want our expectations. Those we can typically typically uncover or maybe even do a good guesstimate about just knowing the client. So we'll take those and identify those, and we'll also identify who our competitors are and what their weaknesses are. And when you overlap some of the competitors' weaknesses with the client's gaps or wants or expectations, you create this gap zone. And then this is where some I some ideas for you to start developing some themes for your proposal. Now you can take it one step further and overlay your firm's or team's strengths. And when you overlay your team's strengths over your competitor's weaknesses and the client's gaps, wants, or expectations, you get this sweet spot. And if you can identify key elements like that, that is really where you become differentiated from your firm and that should be all over all of the writing, all of the points you want to make in your proposal. So let's talk a little bit about some of the truths about gaps. Some gaps are created, um, and this can be in the form of new te technologies or innovative approaches. Some examples of probably some gaps that were created in the, in the last decade, new technologies, probably BIM, BIM or Revit modeling, that did not exist probably 10 or 15 years ago. And so as that software, that technology was created, some firms were able to create gaps for their clients. 
also innovative approaches. Uh, also in the next, the last decade, the rise of public-private partnerships. That's a new approach to projects to get, um, you know, to move large infrastructure or large projects forward where they, you know, with funding, different funding mechanisms. So an innovative approach. Some gaps need to be found um, and most competitors will find them. So you're really going to have to dig deeper and talk with a lot of people and do that investigative listening to find the, the gaps. And the point here is even if your firm's not doing it, your competitors are. <laughs> All unique gaps will make you look different. Gaps are not gaps until the client validates them. So you might make some assumptions about the project or the project approach or something in the scope, but you need to go back and talk with that to the with the client. And they need to make sure that it's as important as you think it is, and that's the validation. To help give you an example, um, here are, you know, we talked a lot about the investigative listening, and to listen, you have to have really good questions to ask them and then to listen to their responses. And so some ideas for some questions are, how and to what extent are your needs being met today? What are the shortfalls and why? Where are the tough spots? What is not going well? Why is it not going well? What have you done to fix the problems? Is it working? You can see how these really start digging in to, oh, who's your preferred provider? What is going well? What do you attribute that success to? I love that question. How have you inst institutionalized these success factors? Historically, what has been your performance in meeting costs, schedule goals, majority underruns or overruns? Why are you getting these results? What are you doing to fix or reinforce? Have the results been as expected? Why or why not? That one's a little bit weaker, but can yield some um, interesting answers. And to further help you with this, I have provided you with a handout with dozens of gap-finding questions. And so I challenge you to download that. And as you're helping your teams prepare for meetings with clients, go through those gap-finding questions. Don't just give them a list of the questions and send them on their way. Pick two or three or four questions, maybe at the most, for your folks to ask the client during those pre-proposal meetings with the clients. Um, don't just, again, just don't give your technical staff or your BD staff that list because they'll just go through down the list and ask it like a survey questions. So really dig into these gap-finding questions. They might not work in every situation for your particular projects, but review the list. And as part of your planning prior to meeting with clients, you should be going through that list and picking out a few questions um, that you want your folks, whoever's attending the meeting, to ask and get answers to and report back. And that is part of your capture planning. What's next? Download the questions to get the most out of this lesson, and then join the conversation by leaving a comment or question below, particularly if you have questions about gaps or the gap-finding questions. <laughs>